goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your Thursday Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We are indeed the crown jewel of American radio, and you... Have an opportunity to join us today, as you do every weekday and Saturday morning when we're on. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. 800-848-9222. Andrew Giuliani will be along with us a little bit later in the hour as we chat with him every Thursday. Looking forward to it. Always enjoy my chats with Andrew. Also today, there is news, 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 news everywhere. We've got news from Hollywood. We've got news from the TV world. We've got news. Oh, you hear about that guy. Uh, I never watched the show. Whatever. The 70s. uh, What's the name of that show? That 70s show. Okay. That 70s. I was close. That 70s show. I never watched it. Don't know what was in it. All I know is the big star there, the curly head guy, is going to be somebody's girlfriend. Uh for 30 years, maybe. Maybe it could be a long-term relationship, depending on who gets out first. Uh, supposedly going to jail. Apparently, he was convicted of uh, raping two women, and I don't know if that's the extent of it. Uh, there's news from Maryland. And, of course, there's news right here in New York. And the New York News is Mayor Adams. And without any further ado, let's visit with our, I don't even know how to describe this man anymore. Let's visit with our beloved, our esteemed, our highly evolved, intellectually based mayor of New York, Eric Adams, Discussing the city and its future. First cut. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. Yeah. This issue... This issue is going to destroy New York. We getting people from around the globe all coming in through that southern border that we Democrats didn't care nothing about all them years ago. And it's going to destroy New York. Now, I'm Eric Adams. I know who to blame for this. And so if you want to know who's to blame for destroying New York, 
by letting people come in from all over the globe. I got news for you. I'll tell you who it is we need to blame. Hey, we need to blame. Now, y'all know, and I know, that for many years, we Democrats, we said that we were a hospitable bunch. Come to New York, come to California, enjoy our sanctuary hospitality, we said. Yes, we did. That's because we wanted to hurt them Republicans. We, we, we tried to say that them Republicans, you know, those evil sons of We tried to say that they hated people that were different than them. And so for years and years, we, we did. We, 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 we tried. We tried to say they, they did not like immigrants, legal or illegal. We, 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 we did. And for many years, it worked. Because what we did, we said, okay, California Sanctuary City, we, we welcome the immigrants. We want y'all. We like y'all. And we did that here in New York. Yes, we did. We did it here in New York. We said, we said, come on in, y'all. We, we like you because we knew they weren't coming. What the hell? They were staying down there in Texas. They were staying down there going out to pack meat out in Colorado and all that good stuff. But then... Then, since this Biden came character came calling and he just totally opened up them borders, all of a sudden, we got these people. And, and y'all know who we're talking about here, don't you? You do know we talk. They're people of color. And they don't speak English. Some of them. So now all of a sudden, we got these people of color. And they don't speak English. And they, they, they're here, folks, in record numbers. Now, when we said we wanted these people here, we didn't mean it. Y'all know we didn't mean it. And they know we didn't mean it. But now, all of a sudden, they're here. Why, we got 10,000 of them just come in the other day. 10,000 last month. What are we going to do with this? What you mean we got a whole lot of space because all them people done moved out? Listen, boy. I ain't studying you, boy. We ain't got no space for this. What's wrong with you? Listen up. Now, now, now listen. There's people is overflowing our schools. In fact, we had to turn some away. They went out there to that school. Used to be named Long Island City High School out there. Yeah. So many of them showed up, we couldn't even take them. We got people sleeping in the streets already. We got more and more coming, and Joe Biden and them Democrats, our friends up there, they ain't giving us no money to help do all this. Now, listen, we got to stop this. Y'all who are coming here from down south, from south of the border, y'all need to understand something. It pains me to say this, but I got to say it anyway. Mayor of New York City got to say it. Y'all need to stay home. Don't be coming up here bringing that immigrant stuff up to my city. We don't. I know we said we was a sanctuary city, but we was lying. We didn't want you then, and we don't want you now. So, please 
get the word out to all your immigrant little... I know y'all know how to use that grapevine thing that y'all talk to each other in that language that y'all use. Listen, put the word out. Stay away from New York. We don't want any more of you here. We Democrats was lying to you. Yes, so you can call us liars. When we said we was a sanctuary city and we wanted you here, we don't want you here. That's the goodness truth now. We can't house you. We can't feed you. We can't put you to work. I mean, if we could put you to work for free, we might consider it. Because, I mean, after all, we the Democrat Party. We know how to do them things. We're the original ones when it comes to <laughs> putting workers out for free. But anyway, we legally can't make you work for free anymore. So why y'all want to come here? Y'all costing money that we would rather not spend on you people of color from the South. Stay home, please. Stay home. Stay home. Don't come here to New York. Go out to California. They like, they, they've got much more programs for you out in California. You might want to stay away from Texas about now. They kind of fed up down there with you. But look, you got Colorado to go to. You, you can go further up north. You can go to Massachusetts. Now, don't pay no attention to that woman up there saying it's a state of emergency because 6,000, they got plenty of room up in Massachusetts for you. Now, listen, you can also go to Vermont. Vermont needs a color change. Vermont don't have enough color up in that state. So you can go up to Vermont. You can go up to Rhode Island. Rhode Island needs some help. They need some diversity. And, and, and you can go to New Hampshire, too. Go up north. And if you keep going, you'll get to another country called Canada. Plenty of white folks up there, but not enough people of diversity. So you might want to try going up there to Quebec and Toronto. Just do yourself a favor before you do that. Get a winter coat because winter's coming and it gets mighty cold up there. And I know you people, don't take no offense to that. You people ain't used to that kind of cold. Anyway, here the bottom line. Yes, I know we told you we wanted you in New York. I know we told you it was a sanctuary city and all that stuff, and y'all believed it, and we put it out there because, yeah, we, we had to. Ain't no more sanctuary here. Y'all people costing too much money. We don't have the money. We need you people to go elsewhere. We need you people to stay home. We need you people to stop believing us. Because we liars. We've been lying about this thing all along, but now them lies have come home to roost and we can't afford it. So please forgive us and please stay your asses home. Is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday today. First, I was a 
Gloria Gaynor, born 1947. Of course, this is her, mace, her most famous. Also, she did Never Can Say Goodbye. She did I Am What I Am. But this was the one that took her to the top. I will survive. Happy birthday, Gloria Gaynor, as we rock and roll here on WABC and Disco. Talk Radio 77. All right, some of the other things in the news. Fannie Willis, down there in Georgia, has uh, decided that uh, Jim Jordan's an idiot. She wrote him a scathing email, told him he doesn't know a damn thing about the law. But out. This is in. This is. This is. I'm. She didn't say that exactly, but that's what she meant. I'm just paraphrasing what she said. There's absolutely no support for Congress purporting to second guess or somehow supervise an ongoing Georgia criminal investigation. Meaning, keep your nose out of Georgia. Mind your business. You attempt to invoke congressional authority to intrude upon and interfere with an active criminal case in Georgia. In other words, stay out. Shut up. And leave us alone. And then at another point in her letter, she tells Jim Jordan that he probably needs to go study law. And she also says, here's another reality you must face. Those who wish to avoid felony charges in Fulton County, Georgia, including violations of Georgia RICO law, should not commit felonies in Fulton County. In other words, Mr. Jordan, take your letter that you sent me, put it where the sun don't shine, and put it all the way up. <sighs> There's that. Oh, New York. While the mayor is busy blaming immigrants for every problem imaginable, they don't like immigrants. The Democrats don't like immigrants, especially if they speak a foreign language. Just saying. While the, while the mayor's out blame, blaming immigrants for every problem facing New York, there's been another incident in the subway. Teens, two teenagers. There's a startling, though this is a startling development. For a change, there were, there has been an arrest made. I mean, this is astounding. We, two, three teenagers have been busted for smashing a glass bottle into a 68-year-old man's face during a random attack. What else is new? at the Yankee Stadium subway station in the Bronx. One of them is a 14-year-old girl. They can't tell us her name because she's poor thing. She can smash a bottle in a 68-year-old person's face, but we can't tell you her name because she's too young. She might be hurt if we knew her name. And uh, another 16-year-old boy was also charged with assault. There was an 18-year-old. Apparently, he's old enough. His name is... Uh, Nishali, Nishali Torres, he's the third one. This happened 4 o'clock in the morning, so you have the 14-year-old out, the, 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 all of them out, 4 o'clock in the morning. Remember those ads? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Well, it's 4 a.m., and no, they don't know where the kids are. They're at Yankee Stadium subway station jamming glass in somebody's face. But, 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 immigrants, you see, are the problem. Speaking of that, uh, there is a move in California that you might want to be aware of very quickly. Uh, California may soon require judges to consider 
If you are a parent and you do not affirm, quote unquote, your child's identity, the court can take away, might want to take away your child because you refuse to play along and affirm that. So your your kid comes home, mommy, mommy, I, I, yeah, never mind this thing that's the dangling. I, I, I want to be a girl. I think I'm a girl. <laughs> I want to be a girl, mommy. <laughs> I want to go in the girls' room, mommy. I want to see them. I want to be with the other girls in the girls' room. And if you tell your kid, Junior, you're a boy. Forget about these wild fantasies. You're a boy. Go out, play with your G.I. Joes. You'll grow out of it. The courts can step in. You're not affirming your kid's gender and take your co- your, your kid away. That's California. <laughs> I want to be a girl. Because cause I want to go in when I'm bigger and when I get to puberty, I want to go into girls' locker rooms and watch and see everything. I've heard about it. Have you heard about that situation in Maryland? Speaking of, they caught this cop kissing this woman. Somebody caught it on camera. Scantily clad woman. She gets into his police cruiser investigation day later the wife of this guy comes out and says oh yeah he's been having an affair she tells the wife tells the other woman rot in hell well now a second video of the cop has emerged with the same woman again different location in the cruiser and now the woman has spoken out The woman, the mistress film-kissing married Maryland cop, is a mom who says, I've done nothing wrong. Her name is Virginia Pinto. She told the Post that her relationship with now-suspended Prince George's County officer, Francesco Marlette, was not a one-night stand. The pair had been seeing each other for about two years. The main story, that this isn't a little thing, or of course, since he's a police officer, it looks bad, but I just want to tell people, understand, this is not a one-night stand. I haven't done anything wrong here. This is not a one-night stand. So, her defense is, yeah, I'm having an illicit affair with this, with this, with this, police officer who happens to be married in his cruiser. He's boinking me all times a day and night. But we've done nothing wrong because this is not a knockoff. This is not a one-off. He's been boinking me for two years. We've been carrying on like this for years. So please, back off your criticism. I've done nothing wrong here. No, don't even say the A word. No, it's Because there are people who don't even understand the concept that adultery is somehow or another something wrong. That's where we are today. I've done nothing wrong. I've been boinking this married man for two years. Why are you looking at me? I'm getting mine. What do you care? Huh. Ron DeSantis moving down the coast from Blue Maryland to Red Florida. Got into a heated exchange with a guy. Audience accused 
this is typical, and I can tell you without, I, I can say this now, and I will get in trouble for it somewhere down the road. I can tell you what this guy looks like even though there's no picture of him. I can just see this guy. Speaking from the audience, an unidentified man, and I know exactly what this guy looks like, accused DeSantis of enacting policies that hurt people like myself and the people that I love. You have allowed weapons to fill the street into immature, hateful people that have caused the deaths of people who were murdered a few weeks ago. As the man began to speak of Trayvon Martin, DeSantis wasn't even governor then, the 17-year-old black boy who was fatally shot in Sanford, Florida by George Zimmerman in 2012, DeSantis interrupted him. I didn't allow anything with that. The guy tried to interrupt DeSantis again. DeSantis said, let me finish. I'm not going to let you accuse me of committing criminal activity. Audience began to, I'm not going to take that. So here we go. The truth is that you allowed somebody, you allowed all these weapons out, put them in the hands of all these hateful people who shoot people like me. This is what the guy is telling DeSantis. Your responsibility. Never responsibility for the people that actually do the thing. The person that actually went on that horrific shooting rampage. Huh. Moving up the coast to Washington, D.C., Mitch McConnell is getting support. From where? Democrats. Democrats want Mitch to stick around. They don't care whether he's freezing up. He's receiving support from some Democrats as members of his own party question his ability to perform his duties. That according to Newsweek. I don't think there's a hunger or yearning to replace him on our side, said Democrat Senator Richard Blumenthal. Richard Blumenthal. Isn't that the guy that lied about his service in the military? Yes. John Fetterman is urging Mitch to stay around. (laughs) He doesn't like that McConnell's episodes freezing up in front of the camera are being weaponized, he says. Oh, geez, folks. Anyway, we still got other stacks of news to get to. That's just some of the stuff happening when we get back. Andrew Giuliani is going to join us. We'll go over a few stories with Andrew. How's that? Because we always love going and talking the news with Andrew. Good. You know who this is. David Bowie. Mick Jagger, 1985, doing an old beat from Motown, making it new again, dancing in the street on WABC. Now listen, I meant what I said. We don't want you people coming to New York City. We got too many of you, and y'all need to stay down south. We was lying when we said we wanted you here. 
We was lying when we said we was a sanctuary. Now, y'all can dance, but do it down there in Mexico and Central America and South America. Stop coming dancing up here in New York City because we don't really want you. We Democrats, we were lying. We were lying. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Today is the birthday of Chrissy Hine. That's the reason you're hearing that song. She is widely known for Brass in My Pocket. Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders, I Got You, Babe. But this is the one that many of us will always Remember and cherish from Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders. On WABC, Andrew Giuliani is with us. Hey, Andrew, how are you? James, always great to be with you. And, you know, I got to just say happy birthday to the man who runs the show here at WABC, John Katsimatidis, as well. So, Absolutely. And thank you so much. Now, uh, Andrew, so much to discuss. Mike Huckabee made a claim that in the, in the left media, they're saying Daily Mail has this headline, Mike Huckabee makes wild claim that 2024 will be the last election decided by ballots rather than bullets if Trump is kept off the ballot or loses presidential race due to his legal woes. Now, this is according to uh, what they're saying. Mike Huckabee made these statements. And I've been hearing statements, and I'm sure you've been hearing too, from people that feel disenfranchised and feel that they have no longer have any trust in the electoral process or the judicial process. And increasingly you hear talks about, talk about civil war. You had uh, the other day when, um, when Donald Trump was being interviewed by Tucker Carlson, Tucker just flat out asked him, do you worry that they're going to kill you? What do you think about this? the rhetoric that we are seeing introduced into our political mainstream conversations now, Andrew? Well, I think the thing that uh, Governor Huckabee was saying, former Governor Huckabee, obviously, because Sarah is the current governor, was saying is something that I've heard a lot of Americans talk about over the last couple of years, which is what you highlighted, this disenfranchisement with, uh, with our electoral system, this idea that you would try to have um, elected members of Congress, basically, along with the judicial system, try to disqualify President Trump on the ballot um, when the if the Republican Party, if he becomes the nominee, as it looks like he's on his way. We know, obviously, Iowa and New Hampshire have not started yet, but if you're going to believe the polls, then he certainly has a very strong lead going into the beginning of the caucus and primary season, then why isn't just the people deciding who is going to be the Republican nominee? Why do we have to have what I believe is a politically corrupt judicial system at this point trying to step in at this point? Why is it that the Supreme Court is going to basically ultimately have to hear this 14th Amendment case, which is what I believe is going to happen? I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, James, but I think if you look at this process – 
I think the Supreme Court is going to be hearing about this. Maybe they, by the I mean, look, if Colo- Colorado introduced in, in Denver, Colorado, yep. you had this group, this left wing hat group, Citizens yep. for the Responsibility and Ethics in Government. Nothing, nothing about them suggests that they that their title means anything real. But yep. they okay, so now they 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 have filed the first lawsuit. We've been hearing this threat, and this will end up one way or another. I think you're right, Andrew. It's got to go through the court system, unless the only scenario I I see where it doesn't end up in the Supreme Court is that somewhere along the appellate court realm, the appellate court says nope, we're we this thing is uh, out of bounds. We're it doesn't apply, and the Supreme Court just or, or either way, and the Supreme Court says you know what we don't want we don't want in on this, yeah, and just I let that stand. Ad- yeah, I, I think I don't. I think the Supreme Court would look at this, and it would be such a violation of our electoral system, of our constitutional republic, of our democracy here uh, in America, that I think they would have to rule on this. I think this would be such, especially if you have a candidate who, let's say Trump, as we all expect him to at this point, let's say he goes on and becomes the Republican nominee, or by the time it gets to a point where the Supreme Court may hear about this. He's obviously going to become the Republican nominee. They have to hear this case. I can't imagine that they would choose not to hear this case, because then I do think, you know, and this is not rhetoric, and certainly I'm not urging violence, but I've heard more people talking about taking action into their own hands, and that is not something that uh, I take very lightly, not something that I urge people to do, but I can tell you, being a candidate, I heard it more and more. You can people are talking this way more now. More. People yeah. are talking this way, and this is why it even surfaces now in these printed reports. Let's switch gears for a moment. There is this was in Washington Post, it was in Daily Mail, a bunch of other newspapers that polls overwhelmingly show the public is in favor of uh, people running an elected office having to take acuity, mental acuity test, if they're older than 75 years old. Well, what gives? What do you think about that, Andrew? Well, I got to tell you, you know, I was a big believer, and, and I know you have been for a very long time. Uh, I was not a, a, a term limits believer because I believe the people ultimately would decide uh, whether or not you had reached your limit in elected office. Um, but the th- I've, I may be changing my opinion on this, and the reason why I may be changing my opinion is having seen just how I think so many of these institutions are corrupt and how many, how many times you have somebody who's a senator for 30 years, who's a member of Congress for 30 years, let's say, how they continuously get elected. And what they're able to do is, I think in so many ways, they're able to utilize their appropriations power to be able to I don't want to say pay off, but for all intents and purposes, actually pay off those people that will make sure that they get the opportunity to smash their primary opponents. Um, And because of that, I have actually started to change my opinion. And I think at this point, I might be pro-term limits with regards to members of Congress, members of the Senate. Maybe it's a matter of, hey, if you serve two consecutive terms as a senator, if you can serve, if you serve let's say five consecutive terms as a member of Congress, you have to sit out for a term. And then if you want to run again, you can run again. I'm not sure what the ultimate thing is, but you could just take a look at the difference between the way Biden looks at 80 or Mitch McConnell looks at 82 
And now Trump looks at 77, and it's night and day. So I don't necessarily know if it's just an age thing that can determine it. But you look at the Mitch McConnells of the world, you look at the Feinsteins, and you look at the uh, you look at the Bidens of the world. It certainly makes you think that there's a real issue there. But then again, look at John Fetterman at 50 something years old. Obviously, anybody who is unbiased has to look at him and say. There's no way in the world this guy should be serving in any elected office. Forget about in the upper chamber of the U.S. Senate. All right. This is what concerns me with this, Andrew. Number one, who's going to decide who is mentally acute enough yes. to be in office? Yep. Who, who, who actually does that? Oh, what are we yep. going to do? Turn to the same Democrat scientists, for instance, that yep. tell us that there are 90 some odd genders. Are those the people that are going to decide who's sane and who's not sane You're enough? Right. This thing is just. It's it's a nice little wish fantasy. Number one, I doubt whether we would ever pass the test of constitutionality mm-hmm. because the Constitution spells out the qualifications for office, especially for federal office. And this being of sound mind on the basis that whatever the test is that a bunch of politicians want to give you isn't that. Right. And this thing okay. to me would be nothing. If you think Democrats are getting away with it now— Imagine if they had the right to go in and start deciding who's crazy and who's not crazy, who's too old, who's not too old, who's losing their marbles, who's not. They already, already use every single lever of power they can in the books and then some and then bend every rule possible to deny Republicans an opportunity every chance they get. So this, you're 100% nothing but right. trouble. And you would end up having groups like the Center for Social Responsibility and all of these, you know, wonderful words put together that are run by these ultra leftists basically come in just like they tried to do four years ago. Remember how they ended up for probably a week and a half having Trump taking the mental test of which he ended up acing. They made that the top story. You would have these D.C. based groups that are full of leftists basically claiming that, you know, Trump is not fit to take office. Meanwhile, protecting Biden. And that's why I've started to think more about term limits, potentially not actually a a mental test where you would have those people that, like you've said, have said you need to follow the science on this, even though they don't believe in peer review, even though we're not talking about real science. Um, But that's why I've started to think a little bit more, because you have to admit, There is a real problem when you look at the fact that Mitch McConnell is our Senate minority leader or John Fetterman is a senator or Dianne Feinstein. But but see, I don't know, Andrew, because I don't I don't look. I used to watch the Senate all day, every day on C-SPAN, too. I don't even watch the Senate anymore. It's like what what happens in the Senate that actually affected people's lives yesterday, day before, day before. Anybody tell us? No. Why is it important? Why is it important that Mitch McConnell step aside? It, to me, it's not. The Senate's going to be the Senate. It's going to continue to 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 get to to block the Republicans in the House with everything they want to do. The rhinos in the Senate will take care of it, no matter who's the head rhino in charge. It doesn't matter to me what the Senate does because until we get enough conservatives to actually make that body responsive to the people. Mm-hmm. Instead of to the establishment, the Senate's going to be the Senate. I don't care who runs it. Mitch McConnell could run it. So you replace him with Cornyn. Any difference in what happens in the Senate? Nope. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I am thinking maybe with a little bit more turnover, maybe you have more of an opportunity ah. to get people that are actually coming in to actually serve 
the people rather than serve themselves. You know, I, I think it's a, a little bit of Mr. Smith goes to Washington syndrome where I think you do have a lot of good people that go into Washington, D.C. with the right intentions, and they end up for some reason getting corrupted. And I think a lot of times what happens is there's this feeling of, well, I'm one man. I can't change this system. This system is too big. So, you know, in some way I'm going to kind of look the other way, and it ends up being kind of corruption over time, if you will. Um, so to me, I, I wonder if there's a, you know, a get in, get out factor to it uh, that would be much better serving for the American people. Now, whether that would pass the Constitution or not, that's a whole nother question. And I think you make a really, really good point there. Um, so in terms of a mental acuity test, though, I don't think it would ever work with the people that uh, are in the bureaucratic class right now. Well, last one, and I got to get you a quick one, just because we got to hit Lou Dobbs. Um, yeah. um, there's the this party out in Minnesota, the Democrat Farm and Labor Party. The vice chairman of that; these are straight up progressive socialists. I said this. The leader of this was violently carjacked, yeah. blood all over her face. Now these progressives, this progressive, is all of a sudden saying, "You know what? We, I have rage." These men knew what they were doing. I have no doubt they've done it before, yet they're still on our streets, killing mothers, giving babies psychological trauma that a lifetime of 30 cannot erase with no hesitation, no remorse. We need to get illegal guns off our streets. Catch these young people who are creating this wild chaos. Hold them in custody and prosecute them. This goes against everything the, pros- the, the, the progressives. She wants criminals held. and. You, you know, James, and to your point, if I'm not mistaken, just a few short years ago, this is somebody who wanted to defund. She called for the police to be defunded. Yes. Yes. In Minnesota. So I wonder if she feels a little bit differently now. It certainly sounds like she does. But this is going on in what feels like every single one of our major metropolitan areas here in the United States of America. What I just wonder is, what is the tipping point? Right. There has to be a tipping point where enough People in these cities, even if they do generally vote blue, have to look and say, hey, look, this woman who was talking about abolishing the, the police is now talking about the importance of actually the correction system and is talking about how important it is to make sure our police enforce the laws. Yep. So to me, there's going to be a tipping point. I just wonder when that comes, because I look at New York and I always think New York City comes back. I just hope it doesn't come back by the time that I'm a grandfather. I want my daughter to be able to grow up in the city that I grew up in, which was this amazing metropolis that people from all around the world wanted to come to because it was one of the safest places in the world. Sadly, that's not the case anymore, and in so many other great cities. Right? Think about Chicago. Amen. City, Amen to run. that. Andrew, always a pleasure. Andrew, we got to run. Time to check out Lou Dobbs. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll be with you Thanks, next man. Thursday. Thanks, Andrew. Oh, yeah. ABBA number one today with this one, Dancing Queen, on WABC Talk Radio 77. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden.
a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, to head to the telephones. Right to your point, please. Elliot, we start in New Jersey. Elliot, right to your point. Good to talk to you, James. The 14th Amendment, Section 5, limits enforcement of that amendment to Congress only. No judge, no secretary of state, no would-be alleged constitutional expert. Nobody but Congress. Thank you, Elliot. Yeah, this thing is going to have some interesting turns in court. Anne in Pennsylvania, you're up next. Hello, Anne. Hi, uh, I'm a former New York City resident. I moved to Pennsylvania in 2015. So whenever I hear Mayor Adams speaking and giggling and laughing, it sickens me. And today now he's blaming the immigrants on others when he clearly, and it's documented, invited them in. And he laughs about it. Then he's blaming Trump when Trump was finishing the wall and Biden undid everything. He did that for spite. So all that's going on in New York, that's my city. It's going down the toilet. And the majority of people are seeing things happen like these modern day witch hunts and they won't acknowledge it. I call it like mass psychosis instead of mass hysteria, mass psychosis. People see things. They won't acknowledge it. That's why everything's going down the toilet. And very well said. Thank you. Appreciate that so much. Richie, Austin, Texas, you're on WABC. The goal of the left is to flip Texas presidentially. Uh, The four biggest cities in Texas right now are run by Democratic mayors. Uh, The second largest minority in Texas are now white Americans. The next goal is to turn white Americans into minorities inside the whole country. Nobody else is telling you this stuff but me. And And thank you for telling us, and we do appreciate it, and we have to go. Happy birthday, John Katsimatidis. Well, thank you, and uh, I'll tell you, it's a beautiful day today, and uh, uh, I hope we rock it all night. We're going to be John, this is a great outfit. I tell you. You are glitched up. My, My wife is my new dresser. Wow. I yeah. mean, yeah, this is good. I promise not to sing myself. Oh, come on. You have to. Governor Patterson. How are you? Missing you. Haven't seen you in ages. How are you? In, in, I, in a long time. Um, I, I, I thought I was cool, but when I ran into John, I thought the only way I could get any I, attention. I wore this so the Governor Patterson could see me better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Ed Cox, our New York State GOP chairman. Yes, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Wonderful. And, and Judge Weinberg. Hello, Judge. Good to see you again. <laughs> I'm doing great. So we're getting ready for the big party tonight. Absolutely. And we're honoring Cousin Brucey. And Cousin Brucey, uh, 70 years in show business. Which is amazing. And it's amazing. And, and you, know, you want to know something? I listen to Cousin Brucey on Saturday night. The songs he plays, the selection he plays are so beautiful. I remember by song, I remember where I was, who I was with. And it, it, it was, it's really beautiful. And, that's, and he's been doing it forever. Right. And he's got an audience worldwide because WABC right now, uh, if you're streaming it, you're in 50 states and 173 countries. I remember I was there one time with Cousin Bruce. He was getting calls from Australia. Yep. And, 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 it's, it's, and I listen you to find you people on Saturday in New mornings. Zealand. And we get calls from all over the Saturday country. Saturday mornings, I am a, a listener of yours. Well, thank you. So, and I enjoy it. And I see your ratings have gone up 30% in the last uh, uh, you know, six months. And that's, that's great. And I enjoy it. Thank you so much.
and uh, look forward to many years together. And we're playing happy birthday for you right now, John. Thank you. Let me just say this, John. Um, we're waiting. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, indeed. Happy birthday to you, but also a thank you to you. Because, John, you saved this radio station. And in so doing, you also saved so many people that had wanted a voice. Not just in New York. And by the way, you didn't save a radio station and just tilt it one way politically. You opened up discussion. I'm the middle, I'm a middle of the road person. You brought music. Cousin Brucey is here today because you yeah. did this. And so there are a lot of listeners out here, not just New York, but as you say, all around the world who want to say happy birthday and thank you, John. Well, thank you so much, Bob. Appreciate it. That's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Time to leave. For our th- from our Thursday rush hour here, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love, gratitude for your being here with me every day. God willing, back tomorrow. Same time, same place on WABC. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>